what the fuck is we doing? Yeah. Yo guys, welcome back to Untitled. It feels weird saying that, because like saying, welcome back to my YouTube channel. The sign that I've got to get used to down the line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's episode six. I'm still here by myself for the third episode straight. Hams are nowhere to be seen. But yeah, the show must go on. Anyways, um, we've got Kenneth today on today's episode to waffle with. Kenneth, what are you saying? I'm good, so I'm good. I'm trying to survive, you know. It's locked and boxed at yard, so... But yeah, I'm good, man. Just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. <laughs> how's how's lockdown been for you? It's been what nearly three months now. It's been even mad. Literally, I was working before, but obviously work stopped. So literally every day it's just the same thing. Waking up at one p.m., uh, going grab something to eat, going back to sleep, banging P four, and that's it. Has it been like different? Different. So say at the start of the year, everyone had their like goals and aspirations, but for me. It was like 2020, I was thinking, yo, today, like, 2020 is going to be my year. It was going to be my year. But then it got in the way, like, I had this plan that I was going to start going gym. I'm going to be a gym lad. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. Like, it was all about self-care. I was going to have holidays and stuff. And then, obviously, the virus came. And we're still, like, I'm still scared to leave my house. I don't know about you, but I'm still scared to leave my house. So I, I know people that are out doing uh, what, rallying or doing whatever but i don't know i still have inside like i just can't i can't go outside uh for me for me so basically at the beginning of the year i was thinking obviously last year i graduated so the beginning yeah. of the year i was thinking you know what this year i'm apply loads of trainee jobs and everything i'm gonna get it all patterned up but obviously once the lockdown came it's like every most businesses are going out so no one's really checking for your emails no one's really doing nothing. So they just put a hold on everything. Like even gym as well. I was thinking I'm going to start banging gym. I'm going to be big. Summer 2020, like I'm completing gym. I was thinking I'm going to like arms by the end of July. But that's mm-hmm. all stopped. I'm like... <laughs> it's jarring. It's actually jarring. It's jarring. It's legit. Like cop blocked all my dreams. I was trying to go on holiday this summer. I can't lie. Tip, I was trying to bro, go on holiday. I had, I had Egypt booked for my boys. Literally in two weeks. Gone. Gone. Egypt for how long? Egypt. Two weeks. In two weeks' time, we're meant to go. But this time, basically. This year. So now, there's no Egypt. I'm stuck at yard. I don't even know when the lockdown's going to be done because they're saying, oh, um, they're bringing all the shots back. They're bringing this back. But is it even safe to come back? That's my question. Is it even See, safe? Personally, I don't think it's safe. Like, I think it's this, because you know how they just keep saying to you, oh, yeah, it's going down, it's dropping, it's dropping. It's not, personally, it's not dropping. I don't think. It's just that yeah. people are not as scared as they were before. So people aren't bothered to get tested. So we're not seeing those numbers rise because people aren't bothered to get tested no more like they were before. Yeah. So that's what I think. It's it's more or less the same. It's more or less the same. But the fact that the government is now saying that no, it's okay, everyone's going to listen to the government because that's, that's our figurehead. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I think, man. I feel like Boris hasn't done a good job of dealing with the virus. I don't think he's helped anything. Like, he's saying, yo, don't do this, don't do that. But he doesn't know what he's talking um, about. <laughs> he does know what he's talking about. Like, if, if you were really serious about 
stopping this thing or preventing it. He would have acted a long time ago, but he, he just waited till it got worse and worse and worse. But you know how it is. When, when a Tory is is in power, he, no one's going to say nothing to a Tory because that's, that's the majority of this country. Yeah. And then you lead back to the question saying, okay, why didn't Jeremy Corbyn win, innit? Mm. That's what everyone's mm. going to say, but everyone had their chance to vote. That's that's the way I see it. Everyone had the chance to vote. Gosh. We kind of failed Jeremy Corbyn the way I see it. Mm, we failed him because look, look at what we're look at what we're dealing with now. We've got a Tory government. Mm. My man doesn't even care. My man got the virus. That's the he funny thing. He got the virus. He got the virus and he kicked it what in a week. In a week. And people are dying. And he's I can't lie, he's an old man. He's he's a smoker. He's I'm pretty sure he's got health issues, but the fact that he's in government, he's well, he's a prime minister. He's getting he's getting special treatment for that, so the fact exactly. it's even worse because he comes out and he's gonna say, "Oh look, I had it and I got rid of it." This that this that thinking it's something that you can just kick like it's a cold. Mm, I found but, it disgusting that yeah. he got the thing. Wait, wait, continue, continue, bro. No, no, but um, literally, I was gonna say he's just gonna sit there and say the virus is nothing because I kicked it. Exactly. It just started like I think. Once they, once the Tories got the little majority government, it just all went downhill. Like the whole year has gone downhill from mm. coronavirus to now the George Floyd, um, the George Floyd problem. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I also want to take time out to speak about the George Floyd thing because it was disgusting, bro. Mm. It was absolutely mm. disgusting. I feel, man. I like, think Twitter it just shows so much. It just. The world, the world's crazy, man. Like you could just see people dying upon your hands. Literally, literally. Like, firstly, obviously, rest in peace, George Floyd, no, and rest in peace, every, everyone, who has died at the hands of police, at the hands of racial abuse from either police authority or another citizen. I think, mm. personally, anyone would say that shouldn't have happened. Full stop. We shouldn't have a full stop. And the way we see things on social media, as bad as it is, it's it's good that we see it. Because if that video wasn't recorded and posted on social media, it wouldn't have happened the way it actually happened. We would have been told another story, or he we wouldn't even know about George Floyd. It would just be our... This guy who was resisting arrest, he, he pulled out something and police had to kill him. But the fact that now we have phones out and we're posting on social media, we are more aware of these things going on, these atrocities going on to people, and especially black people. Because it's been going on for years, for decades, for centuries, with black people, and justice with black people. And the fact that now we can fully see it, 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 in my opinion, it's a good thing. I don't think we should stop recording these images and posting them because without these images, no one will be guilty. In my Just opinion. like the Ahmad Arbery thing. It, exa- exactly. He got killed when? February, was it? And no one got arrested until what? The video came out. Nah, that video was gruesome, man. Until the video came out, and they killed, they killed it, they killed him like, they killed him like what you're hunting. You, you know when you see like films or something, and you hunt deer yeah. in the woods. They killed yeah. him like that. They killed him like that. 
another human being, but all what because of the color of his skin, because he's Jordan, because he's black. So that's that's literally, and it's yeah, it's it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. My question is, how long is it gonna go on for? Because now we're all, we're all like it's not a wake up call, mm. but obviously it's like enough means enough. Like you can't mm. keep doing this to people. Mm. Like it's black people, like whether you're from UK, America, mm. Canada, like whatever. Mm. Like racism is still happening. hundred oh, percent. And my thing is, my theory is, is it gonna end? I don't know. <sighs> Personally, bro. Are they all worth it? Is this all worth it? We have to try. That's the thing. We have to try. But I'm not going to sit here and say, nah, it's it's not going to work, so we shouldn't try. We have to try. But the thing with me is I've been optimistic for a long time, but it's now getting to a point where you become tired of always fighting for the same thing going on because, as I said, it's... It's been months, years, decades, centuries, like 30 years, almost 30 years ago. Well, it is 30 years ago. Um, Rodney King, when he got beat up by the LAPD. Mm, yeah. That was the first time we saw a p- police brutality with our own eyes worldwide on a screen. And the rioting that followed that, you'd think, you know what, maybe... The, the authorities and the higher powers would actually pattern up. But no, it didn't. And if you go further back, you've got the, um, the civil rights movement. You would think, oh, you know what? Maybe the civil rights movement should have been it. After that, no injustice, no whatever. But it continued from there. And f- funny fact about civil rights act in america is that it the civil rights act only came about because of the protests the rioting after martin luther king jr got assassinated mm-hmm. so deep it's so imagine all that protesting while he was alive or the march while he was alive it did nothing until the people rose up fought back and i'm not a person to just go out there you have to just go fight for the sake of fighting but Push comes to shove, right? Literally. Push comes to shove. And as a people, when our identity identity has been stripped, our land has been raped, been pillaged, our culture has been diluted, then you now start to wake up and think, you know, this person did X, Y, Z to me and my people. Why am I going to sit here and take it? Why am I going to sit here and take it? It's like a fire. Embers turn into fire. So people, I'm, and it's sad, but the people are going to rise up and if nothing comes out of these protests, it's going to get worse. This whole Black Lives Matter thing, I've, I love that it's turned into something that the movement has turned and transcended into a global phenomenon now. Then, then just what it was before, I feel like, I don't think... I'd, slightly, slightly maybe because of all the killings made everyone mm, mm. more just pissed off. But it's more it's more about these killings. It's something that's been happening on for centuries, for decades, for mm. 
all of the stuff it's just even racial profiling it's still happening mm. now it mm. happens in london stop and search has happened because you're black mm, literally literally so and then and then you have people saying okay um black black lives don't matter all lives matter i don't i don't know what to say to that all lives matter so the all lives matter for me all lives matter i've said it before i've, I've tweeted this and i've said all lives matter is if you use all lives matter as a reply to black lives matter it's, it's, that's a racist that's a racist comment so so as i was saying all lives matter to me is a racist comment and if you use all lives matter as a reply to black lives matter it's racist because you're not acknowledging the oppression going on you're not acknowledging the the outcasting going on the brutality going on so by ignoring that and by saying, you know what, black lives don't matter, all lives matter, you, you, you're pushing it away. You're throwing it under the rug. You're not including them people. You're not, you're not including them people. And it's common sense that, yeah, all lives matter, but all lives matter until black lives matter or until Palestinian lives matter or until Syrian lives matter or Yemeni lives matter. I just don't see why people want to make it about that when there's a bigger problem happening, you get it? Exactly. exactly. It's just taking attention away when it shouldn't. The attention should be on the Black Lives Matter movement because all these protests, I support all the protests that happen in America, in London, everything. And I support everything that's happened. I support that they've ruined their cities because when like the change has to happen and they've got to show it. Exactly. You're seeing police. I saw one video, mm. one man's laughing. They don't. They don't give a shit. They don't care. Mm, hundred. And it's, and then you find out. That, hundred. Yeah. Hundred. The what? What's the hundred. guy that died? The guy that killed George Floyd? What's his name? Derek something. Derek. Um, is it Derek. Derek Chauvin or yeah. something like that. Yeah, Derek Chauvin. This guy had, I think, got charged of third degree, and then because of the the world, because of the internet, he got second degree now. And the people that restrained him, restrained uh, George Floyd. Mm all got a charge as well mm. why what, like that's, that's what pisses me off why now why not before mm. Mm. that's the thing as you said until until something happens until there's a pushback a kickback that's when something will happen and that's why obviously as I said earlier now I'm kind of becoming pessimistic on this whole change thing because if change were to come you would have to or it would have to start from inside. You have to automatically think that, okay, what this person, what this police did is terrible. Slap him second degree murder straight away. It, it doesn't need to take protest, rioting for common sense to kick in. How do you think second degree murder? Why do we... Second... So with the way the whole third degree, second degree and first degree works, so with the third degree, third degrees, folks basically manslaughter so if you have no intention of killing the person but you just want to harm the person that's third degree second degree is it's not premeditated but you wanted to kill the person then first degree is when okay you've planned to kill this person prior to this moment so it's harder to prove first degree mm. So I think that's why we should kind of stop at second degree. Then, obviously, as we know, these two, they've worked together in the past, security guards, for, for over a decade, I think, they worked yeah, together yeah, security yeah. guard. 
So if maybe former colleagues come forward and said, okay, there's been little disputes between the two, Derek never liked George, then I think that's when the courts can now, well, the prosecutors can now push for first degree. But I think we should stick at second degree so we can actually get some justice out of this. Because in the past, we've seen too many times where police just get let off, like, oh, yeah, they're gonna get uh, what's the what's the word is it called? Acquit. Yeah, acquitted. Acquitted. You know what I mean? We yeah. saw it, the LA riots. All of the police. We yeah. saw them beat. Um, we saw them beat Rodney King. They all got acquitted. Mike Brown's killer, acquitted. <laughs> Sandra Bland. Acqu- they're all acquitted. Oh, what happened? What happened to Mark Duggan's killer? I don't. I don't get it. What? All these people. Stephen Lawrence. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I'm saying? Stephen Lawrence killers. They're out here. They're, and they've even protected them. And there's proof that it was racially motivated that they were out there to kill a black boy. But what? <laughs> no justice. Literally no justice. No justice. And it's, it's just as bad over here. The UK is just as bad as the US. But just that we don't have guns. We, we don't have guns, and everything is so institutionalized here. Everything mm. so institutionalized here. The the way institutions work from school days. I'm pretty sure you remember occasions where teachers or even students have been racist to you. But it's it's, it's not as bait or obvious as the the Americans would put it across. Yeah, one hundred percent. Where well, they prioritize other, other students. Exactly. 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 Prioritize other students. Oh, you can't walk in a big group. You look intimidating. Yeah, I happened at my high school. 100% no racist. You know what I'm saying? And personally, all this, all this racism, all these racial matters, it, it, it starts from the UK. It, it all stemmed from the UK. We all know the British Empire and the colonialism. It all started there. When they come to Africa, took everything, took our people, took our resources, took our metals, it all started there. Literally. So I, I see people. Uh, the best, like, it's not the best time now for people to be arguing mm. when 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 this is happening. It doesn't. It doesn't help. And I believe everyone should like. I'm not saying you you shouldn't you shouldn't post your your links, but I don't get people getting onto other people for not posting their charity links or mm. or whatever it is. Mm. At the end of the day, I feel like everyone should worry about themselves Mm-mm. instead of worrying about what another person's doing. Hundred percent. Because I you should encourage them, but you shouldn't get onto them. Oh no, hundred percent. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, I've seen I've seen that we both seen that two or three times on, on Twitter, innit? Where yeah. people like yeah. if, if someone's quiet about them, quiet about a situation, let them be quiet about the situation. Like don't don't get onto them because at the end of the day, that person's not paying your bills. You don't most of the time you don't even know that person. So why are you getting onto that person? Like for example, let's take Kanye West. He was quiet for a while, innit? People get yeah. onto him, oh, where's Kanye, where's Kanye, this, that, this, that. But me, while people get onto him, he was out here trying to process $2 million for the families. So it's like, don't worry about what other people are doing, because they could be doing greater things than you are, and you're just too busy watching people. 
iron people up. And you're writing about it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? What does, thing, what, does, what does it get you? Where does that get you? You know what I'm saying? And you know what it is at the end of the day? It's people just trying to look holier than other people. That's 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 simply it. People just trying to look better than other people. Look at me. You're not doing nothing, but look at me. I've got these links. You're not posting any links. It's all image. It's all image. And image yeah, won't get no. Once you do something, for, once you do something for image, it's invalidated, in my opinion. Yeah. It's invalidated. So that's yeah. That that's how I feel about that. That's why I find social media toxic when it comes to situations mm. like this because you're gonna hear so many opinions that are just mm. backwards and some are just morally wrong. Mm. Even though I see that you're it's coming from a good place, but mm. you don't have to do it. Don't, I don't get who why you have to do it. Mm. You don't have to do everyone feels like they need to say something, they need to do something to to feel that okay, you know what, I've done my part. But in, in all cases, you don't have to do anything. If someone doesn't want to post a link, they don't want to post a link. Don't. It doesn't mean that they they don't care about black lives matter. Exactly. It doesn't mean that. Exactly. So someone may not post a link, but they'll be at the front line at the march tomorrow. In the protest. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the world is just completely just... I don't know what word to describe it's it. It's backwards, it's backwards. It's just, as I said, it's all yeah. image. Everyone's doing image gang. Everyone does image gang. Exactly. You take, you take one step forward and then mm. you take a million steps back hundred, for hundred, doing nonsense. Hundred, hundred. Hundred. For me, I feel like black, li- black lives are always matter. Hundred. No matter what. Ten years, twenty years, a mm. hundred years. Black lives, black lives are always matter. Yeah. Hundred. Black lives are always matter. For as long as yeah. I'm on this earth, black lives will matter. And onwards and onwards. I'm just proud that it's finally maybe after... I haven't seen this in my whole lifetime. Mm. The whole black community mm. and yeah. maybe on all, all the other ethnic minorities mm. all coming together as one mm. to say enough is enough. Mm. And I'm proud to see it. I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to see everything that's happening. Mm. Nice. Because it's not, it's not right. No, it's true, it's true. It's As you said, it's good that other communities are standing alongside with us because it shows that, okay, black people aren't on their own. This is a big problem because if it's not just black people seeing the problem, okay, it must be a problem. And two, these same other ethnic communities, they're now looking towards their own community and seeing racism mm. in there and saying, you know what, we need to fix up as well. We need to fix our olders up and our future generation up as well. So it's a, it's yeah. a huge eye opener. Like it's sad that it had to happen this way, but it's happened. And obviously, you have to take the positives from negatives, right? So that's what we have to do, as you said. Like it is captivating. It is beautiful. Also, bro, I just wanna I just wanna um, ask you. Obviously, you've um, converted um, to becoming Muslim now. How has um, becoming converting? Like, how was the whole stage? Because obviously, it's not mm. something easy to do. And how have you found the transition? Um, so, with obviously uh, my journey towards Islam, Alhamdulillah, I'm Muslim, and Alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm so happy that I've found this beautiful religion and this beautiful lifestyle. Now, and obviously, the the process to it. It was it, it was rocky. It was conflicting because obviously before I was Muslim, I was Christian and I was strong in my faith. I can't lie, I was strong in my faith. I felt that like nothing could ever rock me. You know what I mean? Nothing could ever move me from 
position I'm in. So, like, when I discovered and when I started reading into Islam, it was it was an eye opener for me because it was like there's a lot of stuff that were the same that I knew before from Christianity, but it's like there's a lot of stuff that's clarified. There's a lot of stuff that is that is added on, and that's just what really pulled me towards because it, it 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 appealed to me. You know, I mean, it appealed to me, mm. and it, it gave me it gave me kind of a purpose as well to live. Like, why am I on this earth for? Like, why am I doing this for? And it, it gives me a personal relationship as well with with God. And obviously, the way I discovered Islam is, firstly, my granddad was Muslim. Mm. Then, as well, you know how the media just loves to, loves to tarnish, t- loves to tarnish Muslims, isn't it? It says, oh, Muslims yeah. are this, or terrorists, they're terrible people. I looked at that, and I had to go do my own research. Because I'm the type of person is, if I hear something, I, I want to know the real facts rather than just hearing it from someone else. So I read into it, and obviously the media wanted me to agree with them, but I I, fa- I fell in love with with Islam. Was so so now what what do you think like that you've had to get used to that? Opposed to being Christian, was uh, what's is it been? Is it been different going to Friday prayer compared to going to Sunday church? So different. I think the you know the main difference is obviously, obviously yeah. So Friday prayer, that one is the main difference. Also, the praying five times a day as well, because that's a huge mm. change. Because like obviously as a Christian, there's not like. There's, you weren't obliged to pray a set amount of times and a set time during the day. So obviously with the five prayers, it, I had to obviously implement that to my day-to-day life, make a structure, of course. Then um, also one thing is obviously eating halal foods rather than yeah. just any standard thing. Because before I never used to eat pork, but obviously it's standard chicken, standard beef. After now, like actually go to just halal restaurants rather than to any restaurant. Mm. Well, I haven't had a Big Mac since God knows when. <laughs> <laughs> and when you had, like, the idea of maybe saying, okay, I'm seriously interested in converting to Muslim, how was the like, the conversation you're telling your parents? Because obviously it's not going to be easy and they're probably going to be like, you're not serious, are you? Mm, so there was two conversations. One was obviously... A year before I actually uh, converted, so that was just, I was letting them know, like obviously, like I'm looking into this and I'm like serious about it. Like it, I feel like it's, it's not a phase, in it. So obviously, parents are parents, and they, they get worried. Like I can't lie. So obviously, they're like, "Are you sure no one's talking to you? Brainwashing you? This that? <laughs> like, are you sure you like this? Isn't a phase? This that this that? But it's it's conversations that you just have to have, like at first but that was kind of swept under the rug when I first brought it up then I kind of when I went and obviously reverted I told them after it happened so I like 
I told them and it was a shock that it was a shock to them because it was like okay wow like they actually went ahead and did it and it was the same thing it was just they just told me just, as long as you're practicing it properly and the way the book says you should practice it then cool but if if, if you're not practicing it the proper way then things aren't going to be good <laughs> basically <laughs> So was like friends a factor when when doing this? Oh, uh, friends are a factor. Yeah, one of my boys, um, he literally held my hands along the way, literally from before and after. Like we were in his family and everything, and like it was literally like anything we need. Like he took me to our first Friday prayer. He's the one that even took me to the mosque, obviously to obviously take my shahada. Yeah. His parents were his parents were with me the whole time. Like and like yeah, so. And a whole bunch of other friends, like my friendship group has kind of changed obviously to more, um, to obviously it's, it's more like, like, I've got more Muslim boys than I've had before. And it's, you when you have that kind of circle, it becomes a support system. Like everyone's there for each other. Everyone's reminding each other to to stay on the right path and whatnot. So yeah, for me, friends, friends are a huge factor because you want everyone to end up in, in a good place all together. So we always mm. have each other's backs. There was one thing that I read that I mm. I don't know I didn't I disagreed with it I really disagree, I strongly disagreed with it but I wanted to mm. ask you that that same question and mm. someone said that um, if say um, your Muslim friends mm. say you should um, you should only have Muslim friends or something like that or something to say it's, I can't remember what it was but it was saying you shouldn't have non-muslim friends basically and i disagreed with that and i was like how can religion dictate who you're friends with of course it's um, a good it's good of course it's good mm. to have muslim friends mm. i think yeah i can't i disagree with that as well i disagree with that statement because it's like you, you can have non-muslim friends and you can still be a muslim as well, like I, I don't see why that has to change your lifestyle. Because I have I have a lot of non-Muslim friends, and it's like once you tell them what you're on, and they respect it, it's like you're still friends, but they're not going to influence yeah, you to do X, Y, and Z. So, like I can't lie. When I was obviously before, before I was I used to go to the club and whatnot, but mm. obviously the set friends I used to go with. Once they obviously once I told them like nah, I'm not on this anymore, they said like they respected it. They weren't a thing of oh we can't be friends or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And so, it comes it comes to a point with friends. Wait, continue what you said, bro. Yeah, so it's just I think that statement is just a, it's a Yeah, that's that statement is just that's a narrow minded statement. Personally. It is, it is a narrow minded statement. Narrow minded statement. I feel like anyone like, can be friends with whoever they want. Literally, you can be friends with anyone. You can be friends with anyone. As long as, as, long as that, that, that respect is there, of course. But, yeah, with friends, you can be friends with anyone. Like, imagine, no, imagine you're getting along with someone proper. Like, fine, you meet someone, or you get along with them, and they're like, oh, yeah, so, like, oh, yeah. Like, what religion are you? Oh, I'm Christian. Oh, I can't be friends with you. Like, what? Just because they're religion, you stop being friends with them. But your, your convo is banging, you connect, this, that, but just because they're a different religion. Exactly. It's almost the same as okay, what? Just because I'm black, you don't want to be friends with me. 
because you can only be friends with white people. But our personalities are the same. We get along the same, this, that. But because I'm different, you don't want to be friends with me. So it's the same concept there. It's, it's very it's very weird because I'm in a situation maybe at the start mm. my my uh my parents they mm. they don't they don't hate Normans and people mm. but say if I I know I know a couple of friends because obviously my friends not always uh not a Muslim it is a Muslim it is Muslim like, I do have Muslim friends but I do have a lot of non-Muslim friends as well so I have mm. a lot of um a lot of mix so you like, I don't really um what's the word. Um, judge your your race mm. or anything like that. So I can, I have um, some white friends, some um, mm. black friends, um, mm. some Somali friends, uh, whatever. So my um so what I said to my parents is when I made a couple of friends, and I said I was going out one time. I said yeah I'm going out with X Y and Z, and they're like, mm. his name's Dosal Muslim. Why are you going with him? And I was like, <laughs> you're telling me you're telling me I can't be friends with the people. That's what they're saying. They're saying oh no. When we don't, we don't we like we don't mean that you can't be friends with them, but make sure they're putting you on the right path or something like that. So my parents, it's like them little slight digs, you know, them slight digs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with that, I, I think so. With pet, like obviously, with when I, when parents say stuff and when like obviously people our age stuff, I always say different because parents, they obviously they've experienced life in it. So I think yeah, it, it, it kind of comes from a good place. But again, there's a bit of heart that it's fifty-fifty of them, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's fifty. Like half of it is like okay, don't really like non-Muslims, but like I trust my child enough to be around them. This that, but yeah, it's a tough one. Like if someone our age said that, I'd think okay, they're just being ignorant. You know what I mean? Yeah. But from parents. It, it comes from a good place, you know what I mean? But with me, I, I don't discriminate as well. Like, anyone, literally, anyone could be in my circle. As long as, long as, as, long as you're a good person, you've got a good heart. That's literally it. Yeah, I don't care about public perception. I don't care you know, you know what, I'm what you look that's like. That's literally it. That's literally it. Good heart, that's it. That's it for me. I think that, that wraps up the episode, to be honest, bro. Hmm. Nah, it's been good, man. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good talking to someone that's not from my household <laughs> for once. You know what I mean? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully lockdown is going to be done soon, man. Because yeah, soon, man. I had soon, enough, man. Like, nah, but it's, it's good. It's it's good talking here, man. It's good talking here. Like just, just talking to someone, having a discussion about real real stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I love having you on, bro. Love, 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 man. Nah, love for inviting me, man. Love for I appreciate, man. I appreciate you, yeah, man. Well, uh, we hope um you lot appreciate. Uh, Kenneth being on today's episode and we just want to say um, on behalf of us Black Lives Matter and yeah man it's been your boy uh, hopefully we've got Hamza for episode 7 I don't know where he is but after lockdown hopefully we've got him back Hamza <laughs> if you don't come back I'm taking your spot that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah exactly his words, bro. his words you heard it you heard it here first bro so yeah guys man I'll catch you in a bit in it in a bit in a bit I want to Trying to make